Man, good morning, Emerge Church. It's good to see you all this morning. You guys look lovely. Hey, Joey. <laughs> hey, Pastor Wade. Good morning. Man, we're, uh, we're so excited to, just to be with you this morning. Thank you so much for coming. And if you're visiting with us this morning, we're so glad you could be a guest with us. And uh, make sure to hit up the connection, uh, the connect table and, uh, and get a free gift from us. We're glad you could join us today. Man, we, uh, we've got something special for you. As you can see, like Pastor Wade said, uh, we're up here and we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, this morning, we want to do uh, kind of an interview, really, a sit-down interview, you know, like, I don't know, like Morning Joe style or something like that. I don't Okay. So, but, uh, so we're, we're We don't just, have a couch, talking, though. We need a couch we, if we we're going to do yeah, that. And some We've got stools. And coffee. We've got to sit up straight, you know, it's our posture and all that. All okay. right. So we, uh, we're, we're just, we're going to be talking, um, Pastor Wade is, is, is going to be sharing um, as we, we, we discuss some questions about living on, on purpose. That's really the... The, the topic today is living on purpose, and purpose is such a, a broad topic, and it's it's challenging because what we what we can find ourselves sometimes is in a place where if we're not living out the our purpose, and that that makes you nervous to say the least. You're like, oh my gosh, I I've been living life for 31 years and it's all wrong. You know what what, what have I been doing? And, and and it can be overwhelming. But I want you to know that God is a God of restoration. And he's a God of redemption. And God can take whatever, whatever missteps or, or courses you've gone through, whatever mistakes or trials you've been through, and he can redirect those things for his purpose. And that's really one of the great things about God. So let's, let's jump right in this morning. Our, our first questions really set the stage for, for this, for our conversation. So Pastor Wade, can you help us answer this question? What is my purpose and where does it come from? Well, I think that's the... That's the question a lot of people are trying to figure out is, so why am I here? Yeah. And um, there are so many avenues that we, I feel like we take to try to figure that out, whether it be a career path or, or through our education, just a lot of different things. But I think the reality is that if you're going to find out what your purpose is, you can't look to created things to find purpose. You have to look to your creator okay. and I think this is where the challenge is because yeah. we might be looking at what someone else is doing or or, or trying to get uh, just a direction for our life like what looks like someone's doing it right yeah and 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 there are some pretty cool verses in the Bible that I think kind of spells this out for us and and let me just say this before we jump in as we're talking about purpose today I believe this is one of the most confusing things for believers and I think there's a lot of words that get interchanged whether it be purpose calling, assignment, yeah. and mission, all those words get jumbled up. And so I, I hope that today we can just put a few things in order so that some of that confusion is lifted. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? That sounds um, good. But there is one verse that comes to mind uh, when we're talking about purpose, and it's Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. And, and by the way, we tried to pre-plan this as much as possible so that we can put stuff on the screen so that you can see um, but Colossians 1.16, it says, For everything, absolutely everything above, below, everything finds its purpose. Everything got started in him finds purpose in him. And, and again, this brings us right back to that relationship with God. And, and for, for purpose sake, if we're going to find out what our purpose is, we've got to go back to the source, and that is that relationship with God. Meaning this, that your purpose that you're trying to find is actually going to be found in your relationship with God. How many, okay. now that you hear that, that's like, okay, that's a little bit easier than what I thought. Whew. Okay. Yeah. 
So it, it's found great. in the relationship um, with God. And in Ephesians 1.11, and I want to hit these verses so you guys don't think we're just making this stuff up. But this is in the Bible, and we're just trying to extract it so that we can give it to you so that it makes sense. Ephesians 1.11, it says it's in Christ that we find out who we are. That's a good one. And what we are living for. I mean, that just screams purpose. It's in Christ that we find this out. And it says, long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. That's awesome. These verses are just screaming, I got purpose for you. So it sounds like right there in that verse, it sounds like, hey, if you didn't know this, your purpose is in God. And God had a backup plan. He knew before, whenever we're ready, he was ready to reveal this purpose stuff to us. Right. And so I, I, th- I think because this is such a search for us, it's like we're searching for something that is lost. And if I could just find it, it's going to make everything better in my life. I need you to know that your purpose isn't lost. We were lost. Okay. All but right. God sent Jesus right. so that we can be found. Are you yes, getting this? Yeah. So when we're saved, that relationship with God begins. Is in, it's in that relationship now where the purpose that God has for us is going to be revealed. And I think this is the mic drop scripture right here in Exodus 9, 16. Not I'm not mic. holding the mic, but I that. can just take this off afterwards. <laughs> Exodus 9, 16. It says, but I have raised you up for this very purpose that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So, like, Ooh. there it is. Ooh. So I can show you my power. That's the relationship. Yeah. And that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth so that you can show other people who I am. And I think that verse right there really, really begins to speak to us and brings clarity to our purpose. That's awesome. So to, to when, you, when you say that, like, that's such a powerful, vivid verse that God says right there. It feels like God forgives all, of, of course, forgives all our mistakes, and then he can put us on, on display, like, our we're going to spread his name throughout the earth. Like there's a marquee on your life that people see. And now God's just filling that marquee that, hey, some, God's doing something that's happening in my life. It can happen in yours. Well, I think about what Jesus did with the disciples. You know, like the first thing he tells them is, come follow me. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, come, I'm inviting you into this relationship. Mm-hmm. And so they come into the relationship and they follow him. Well, the last thing he t- tells them is, go for me. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Yeah. So you got the call to be a disciple, which is the relationship with, the, with God. And then he finishes by saying, go into all the world and preach the gospel, which is the, the mission. And so if, if I were to sum it up, and, and I want to, like, like we said, we want to make this very, very simple for you. If I had to sum up what our purpose is, notice how I said that, what our purpose is, because this is for each and every one of us. When we look at the Bible, we see that our purpose is, is simple. It's to know God and to make him known. Yeah, that's simple. That's great. That's, that's what our purpose is. Now, before you start freaking out about, oh, my God, i got to go into the ministry, just hang tight, yeah. okay? Like, yeah. don't freak out. We're going to get there, okay? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so have, having explained all that, um, and you, you earlier you talked about some words like mission and calling, um, is there any way that we as individuals can have more than one purpose, or that is that purpose singular from, from God? Well, I think in what we just mentioned, knowing God, making him known, a lot of times because we want everything so defined and so exact and so precise, which, by the way, the reason we do that is because we don't like exercising our faith. 
Amen. Let me just drop that right there. Mike we would, yeah, we, we do not want to exercise our faith because anytime the word faith is mentioned, it's followed with work. Yeah. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. Yeah. And then it's impossible to please God without faith. faith. And so God's going to put you in positions of faith for his purposes. And, and that can sound pretty like, oh, that's tough. Actually, it's pretty incredible. Because there's a lot of room whenever we say no God and make him known. And so to sit here and say, can a person have more than one purpose? I think we have one sole purpose. Okay. One sole purpose, which is to know God and to make him known. Now, because all those words have been jumbled, mission, calling, mm -hmm. purpose, all of that. When you hear that, you immediately think, I don't like that. I mean, it makes sense to me, Pastor Wade, but I need a little bit more than that yeah. in my life because I went to school and I'm up to my neck in debt yeah. with student loans, and I've got to have some kind of reason to pay these bills, yeah. and I get that. But at the end of the day, we have to see that God's purpose for mankind, that when we were created, we were created for a relationship with him. Like, that's, how much, that's why God made us was for that relationship. You were created to worship him. We were created to serve him and to live this life that he has promised us. And I think the, the hard part becomes where we begin to get separate from that and define life without him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, then that, that leads me to, to my next question, which is, uh, apart from God, there's so many other avenues that, that people go in, that we can go in, that are going to substitute their own purpose. I, th I feel like the world gives us our own purpose when we don't know, when we don't know God. Could you, could you describe maybe um, a few ways that the world assigns us a purpose that we didn't expect or we've embraced? And how, how does that happen? Well, I, I, I think we are smart enough to know that a lot of the direction for our life is usually determined by how much money we need to make. Okay. Meaning this, that we choose the things that we're going to do with our life based off of how much money it's going to cost us or how much money it's going to make us. And really what happens is, without realizing it, we allow money to begin to call the shots. We didn't mean for that to happen, but it begins to happen. And next thing you know, we, we're, we're caught up in this this money trap, I guess yeah. you would call it. Yeah. And let me, let me just say this. Money isn't bad. Amen. 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 And if you make a lot of money, keep making it. Yes. And if you don't make a lot of money, keep working. Amen. 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 Like, let's not get mad at money. All right. Money's yeah. not the problem. But, but the Bible says the love of money Come on, is bro. the root of all evil. Yes, the love of you. it. Where, where, where it's all about the money. And, and when I, I think whenever we look at our lives, it's not all about the money. Can I hear a good amen? amen? It's not all about the money. It's all about him. And I think when we live our lives for him, that's where everything really begins to come together. If not, we're just in this money chase, and we're chasing opportunities to try to increase value. And, and, and I think that's the hamster wheel, can we call it that, that we get on and try to figure out where am I going and how did I wind up here. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of that. I think you're right. I mean, and look, in pop culture, you know, street philosopher P. Diddy would tell us it's all about the Benjamins. And God saying, no, no, it's not. And God will use the Benjamins, like, he, like you said, but it's not all about that. And that right. man, it's so easy to get caught up in that. Right. And let me, let me just say this. If you're a business person in here and, 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 and you're like in business and you're doing well financially, making a, a lot of money, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Don't, don't feel like you can't live out God's purpose for your life by doing what you're doing. You definitely can. But what this does is it aims 
what you're doing. Does that make sense? Like purpose gives you a good solid aim. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. Okay. Another version says where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. That means there's a vulnerability for us to do pretty much anything. But when there is vision, there is a drive, there is an energy and a focus. And that's what we're trying to do by, by talking about purpose today is to help you to see, man, if you live with purpose in your life, you've got a solid direction. And it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, you can have like what, what most people consider the lowest pay grade, lowest job on the totem pole and still be fulfilled and happy and living with purpose. Hey, amen, in your life. Amen. amen. Because my purpose isn't my job. It's knowing God and making him known. Amen. And you can do that no matter what job you're doing. Amen. So now we, we've, we've kind of dipped into you know, career and money. And um, my, my next question is, so what role does my family, uh, career, and even relationships play in my purpose? What, how, how does that all fit in with knowing God and making him known? So I think this is a challenging question for a lot of people because we are pretty individual, meaning I have my purpose. Mm-hmm. You got to have yours. You got to have yours. You got to have yours. Yeah. But I think when the, the way the kingdom works, the way that God set it up is you need your family to make this purpose work. Like I, okay. I think about when we when we started the church here, I can't do this by myself. Uh, my wife stood with me. My kids. Come on. They jumped on board. I mean, I'm telling you, my kids, they know how to serve because we, we had to do it. And and you say, but what if that's not what God has for them? Listen, if they're in my family and this is what God has for us, it's for them, too, because <laughs> they're, they're coming with us. You know, I mean, that's just the plan. And I, I think it's the understanding that there are key relationships that God's going to bring in your life that's going to help you fulfill your purpose. I think your family can be on board it. And, and I'll say this too. I think your career plays a part in fulfilling your purpose. Can, can, I mean, seriously, yeah. I do. Yeah. And, and I, let me talk about this for a second, okay. because this is where the confusion gets, this is where the confusion is. Um, we believe that my purpose has to become my job. And I want to tell you, that's going to be hard to do because if our purpose is to know God and make him known, every last one of you in here need to be a preacher. And somebody's thinking of that person sitting next to him right now saying, boy, they don't need to be a preacher. They need to clean up their life. So we need to dispel that. Yeah. Because, yes, God has a purpose for your life, but it's in our vision statement. We say it every time. God's got a plan for your life, too. Yeah. Okay. And so, yes, there is a grand purpose that God has for all of us, which is to know him and to make him known. But when you start getting down to the plans, this is where things begin to have some variety in it. Because the plan that God has for me doesn't look exactly like the plan that God has for you. Meaning this, God planned for me to be a pastor. He didn't necessarily plan for you to be a pastor. And that's okay. You don't have to. But we both can fulfill the purpose of knowing God and making him known. You may go to a, an office job during the week. You may work out in the field. You may Just a number of different jobs. You can still know God and make him known. And okay. that can be a part of God's plan for your life. It's just a setup. Can I just say it that way? God knows that, hey, if we're going to reach the world, we can't just expect all the world to come to church. But if I plant purpose in every person and then put every person in all these different places... 
we can reach a lot of people so that a lot of people can know God and All to right. make him known. So you can work out there on the construction site where they're using some pretty terrible language and just using a lot of expletives. And you can stand up for Jesus and reach people on a construction site. Those guys weren't planning to come to church. But God used you in yeah. your contracting business. Yeah. He blessed you with that big job. You know what I'm saying? You had to hire that guy, and that guy didn't know Jesus, but yet you did. And because of that, you were able to lead him to the Lord. Come on now. There's a lot of purpose in this. And this is where I think the confusion is because we would think, well, that's not my purpose. That's I can't do that. Our purpose is to know God and make him known. Work wherever you need to work to pay your bills. Sometimes. Come on, somebody. Pay your bill. Look at your neighbor and say, pay your bills. So. With that perspective, it, it seems like sometimes we can stumble into God's plan for somebody else's life, and we never imagined that God would use us that way. But we, we, he's, doing, he's doing his thing, and he's using us, and we, we, and we didn't even know. Well, I think of that verse, Romans 8, 28. God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. purpose. See, a lot of times we just use that verse as our mop to clean up our mess. <laughs> Come on. Well, it didn't work out, but God calls us all things to work together. Listen, that verse doesn't just clean, clean up, up your on sin. I-4. Yes, exactly. It's not just cleaning up your sin. Yeah. This is like some misdirection that we took in our life. Maybe somebody told us we needed to do this, or maybe you went for for an opportunity that, like, what in the world have I got myself into? And then you realize after a couple years, this isn't for me, and you thought those years were wasted. I need you to know those years aren't wasted. God's using it for your good. That's what that verse means. God can use it all for your good. But watch this. If your purpose comes down to a career or a job, all of that stuff is just, it's marks against you. Because now it's messing up your career. It's messing up your resume. Why did you leave that job? Oh, we can't say. Were you let go or did you choose to leave? I don't want to say. And we're going to leave it vague. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? But whenever it comes down to truly living on purpose, it opens up the door for you to step into a lot of opportunities. And better yet, it keeps us out of competition. Meaning this, that I'm more important than you are and that she's more important than he is. No, this puts us yeah. all in the place of we all have a purpose to fulfill, of knowing God and making him known. It don't matter what kind of work you do, no matter what kind of family, what whatever we all in this thing together and we need each other that's exactly and it we need each other not competing out here am i answering the question or am i just preaching you're both okay Man, you're, you're, you're you're two birds one stone we're, we're being myth busters up here just dispelling all the all the, okay. all the lies all the tell myths, me if i don't answer the question though say dude you didn't answer that <laughs> now I'll, I'll get you i'll get you i'll let you know so like like you said um can you tell us the difference then between purpose my purpose and and my calling. Can you a little bit more just to bring some clarity to my, my purpose and my specific calling, whether yep. that has to do with my job or, or, or not? Um, a few years ago, I was talking to Pastor Scott, my pastor, back in Louisiana. It was his dad who started our home church. This would be Abigail's grandfather. And uh, his, we called him Brother Ed. And he was retiring from the ministry. And the thought was, that's it. He's finished his ministry. And this is what he told me. He said, I'm not finished. I just don't have this job anymore. He said, I still have to reach people for Jesus. I still have to have this relationship with God. I just won't have this job anymore. 
And that was so enlightening to me because, you know, when you're young and ambitious, especially when you feel the call to ministry, your assumption is that I have to chase a position. Mm -hmm. And if I get the position, then I'm doing what God has called me to do. And that that's odd because what if your position continually changes? Does that excuse you from doing what God's called you to do? What if you don't? Are y'all seeing? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Like your position could change. Yeah. I know so many people who went to school, got educated for one thing, and are working and doing something else. On, How many y'all know that person? Come on. Don't somebody. raise your hand if you are that person. We already <laughs> knew that. I mean, seriously, we go, we get educated for one thing, and we wind up doing another, and 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 a lot of circumstances happen. And it leads people to believe I'm missing out. I missed out. No, it's that's called education. I realized, I realized that's not what I needed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But I think whenever it comes to calling, the calling is supposed to fulfill the purpose. Does that does that make sense to everybody? And so when it's a calling, be careful that you don't limit it to a job, because there are some realities. What if they let you go? What if you quit? That, and, and look, that reminds me of the verse in the Bible. I don't know the reference, but the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. That's right. And, and gifts, gifts play into the calling. God wired us a certain way, and he's used, he'll use the, our experiences, but also our supernatural gifts to fulfill that, that call no matter what the position is. One of my favorite things in the Bible is Paul, the apostle, colossal apostle. I mean, this guy is, if anybody's called by God, it's Paul. Am I right? I mean, you write most of the New Testament you're pretty much called. Uh, <laughs> did you know, though, that by trade, he's a tent maker? Some of you are like, I did not know that. Now you know. He's a tent maker. And you can see references through the Bible where he went to work as a tent maker. Now, some people would say tent maker, apostle. There's a lot of gap between there. Actually, it can actually work all together. Does that make sense to you? Like, he was still working because he had to make a living, but yet he was still doing ministry because that's what God called him to do. So you're telling me in the, in the middle of, of all, the, uh, all the preaching, all, all the, the reaching out, the running from mobs, he had a side hustle? He had to go to work. That's Come what on. I'm saying. Come on. And, and, and that stuff is challenging to us because we, we see these positions as our prize. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter whether you're looking at it from a ministry perspective or if you're looking at it from a career perspective. Somehow or another, we've led ourselves to believe that if I got that position, that's the prize of all the hard work that I've been doing. But I know a lot of people that made it to these big time positions and they are miserable. I, I, I had a guy, I never forget this. I had a guy that moved into supervision and I said, man, how do you like being a supervisor? He said, I'm not a supervisor. I'm a stupervisor. I said, what do you mean? He said, I was stupid for going into supervision. <laughs> I said, why? He said, because everybody goes home at the end of the day, and i got to bring it all with me. I was like, well, okay, I never thought of it that way. And so there, there's this thought, though, and I think this is where the trap comes, is that my position is going to give me my sense of purpose. And I just think that God gives us positions to fulfill his purpose. That's good. And, and, and that way, watch this. If you do have to have a career change, or you do have to leave that position, and you told everybody, oh, this is my calling in life, uh, what happens? 
this right here, now it's, I'm not working for that purpose. I'm working for the purpose of knowing God and making him known. I could take on a variety of different opportunities to provide for my family because we have to provide for our families, but also knowing that God's going to give me some opportunities to expose some people to him that wouldn't otherwise be exposed. And I'll take it a step further, like with children. Listen, a lot of times our kids get put on these teams, not just so they can go dance and play sports and all that stuff. It's because those families need to know Jesus. And I just think that God is so purposeful in that, that God would do us a favor and allow us to be a part of some things so that we can reach more people for him. Because out of all the things that I've done in my life, the most fulfilling thing is helping somebody come to know Jesus. I promise you that is the most fulfilling thing. And yeah, and you can do that sitting at a ballpark, talking, talking with people, doing life together. Or if you work a regular job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. It all, it all could be used for God's purpose. And I think that begins to bring order. And I think if there's any word that we could throw at you guys today, it's getting things in order. The confusion, it got us all over the place, and we're chasing this. Oh, God, i got to make enough money. Oh, now that church, they're talking to me about, wasn't that my calling and God's plan? We're all over the place. We don't know what we need to do. We're just trying to help you guys put some things in order. And I just want to add a, a little uh, clarification to that. You know, when, when it comes to making God known, that, that sounds so broad, and it's so, you know, like you need a, a stage and a mic. And really, the mission field, it's not, it's not across the, the oceans. The mission field is right in our own backyard. You know, you can't throw a stick without hitting somebody who doesn't know God. That's the reality of it. You know, there, there are people who don't have a relationship with God everywhere around us, and it, it really just takes us opening our eyes to the mission field right in front of us. And that's where we can, we can live that out. Just, and look, being a friend, being a good friend. The Bible talks about in Proverbs how valuable a friend is. And we're, when, we're, when we're that way with, with other people, with someone else, maybe on our job or, you know, uh, the father or, or mother of a kid who plays ball with our kids, being a friend in time of need, that's ministry. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that that's another layer of clarity, that ministry isn't just what happens here on a Sunday morning. Amen. This is the locker room speech, y'all. Ministry is what happens whenever we go from these doors. Yeah. And, and listen, I know that there are some people in this room that are doing some incredible ministry. That you're praying with people and you're encouraging and even counseling people. And, and especially like our e-groups, the excitement for that is, look, people get to step into a role and to really, really help other people know God and make him known. And help them walk through some things in their lives. And I, I think we have to be careful that we're, we're not like creating ranks of ministry mm-hmm. because, I, I, listen, I'm not going to pastor forever. But that doesn't mean that I'm through with my calling. That just means that this position is no longer available to me. Now I have to go and do something else. I mean, I do other things. I don't know if you guys know that, but, like, I do other things. Like, I, I would love to be a contractor, honestly, build houses and all those things. And, and I, I love that kind of stuff. And I can still do it and still do what God's called me to do and live out the plans that he's got for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Hey, how many of y'all want Wade to build your house? Come on. <laughs> Call Gary. Call Gary. Gary Shiver Construction. Uh, so we, we've, we've already started getting into uh, getting to this question. What does purpose look like in, in real life? And I think we, we've answered a couple of these questions already um, in, in certain ways, but when we break this down, what does it look like for me or for, for us in our real lives, this whole purpose thing? Well, I think the first thing 
is going back to the start that this isn't my purpose. This is, see, you're just powerful. This is God's purpose for me. Like, this is huge, meaning this, that I'm not just making this up to look important or sound like I got everything going on. I'm just trying to do what God wants me to do and be who God wants me to be. And so it's his purpose that I'm living out. Now, before we think about doing, let's keep in mind being. Meaning, before you get all excited about going go and do a whole lot of stuff for God, let's not forget about being the kind of person that we need to be for God. Because you can go do a million things for him and be as mean as a snake, and it don't count. The Bible says that, uh, I mean, seriously, the Bible says that you can, you can prophesy, you can cast out demons, but if you don't have love, you're just noise. Come on. And, and this, is, this is where we've got to get back to, can we call it the basics, and realize that your character matters when it comes to your purpose. And you can get super amped up about just having this ambitious goal to do some great things with your life. But I would say make it a goal to become a person of integrity and character so that as you do all these things, it lasts, and so that you don't disqualify yourself for, from some really cool opportunities that God may give you. Does, does that that's make good. sense? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that, so that's telling me, you know, that, that's really just out of being a follower of Christ, which he, he invited us, just like he did with the disciples. He said, come and follow me. When we're, when we're really following him, in our day-to-day lives, those things, they, they'll work themselves out. And in e-groups, that, that's something that happens. Change happens in the context of relationships. Yeah. And when we follow God, we, we, we get involved and we do this with other people. Because the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. So we follow, we help, to, we, other people teach us and we, we learn from their example. And th- those things work, they work this, uh, themselves out in us as we Live by faith and follow God. Be, just be a disciple. When you keep using the word follow, 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 and in, in, in a world where we want to be so independent and lead and set the stage and get recognized, be discovered, all these different things, I need, I need us to make sure that we understand that there is so much value in following. Now, not following the world, not following the culture, but in following Jesus. Jesus set the standard. Listen, he was a culture changer. He was a life. I mean, he showed up on the scene and everything that everybody thought they had figured out. They realized, oh, my goodness, Jesus is even better. Yes, and I think when you begin to follow Jesus and I can tell you from my own life personally, my life is way better than I ever thought it was going to be. I'm serious. Like all the things that I could have drew up for the life that I wanted to live, this is way better. And you may say, well, Pastor Wade, I know you a little bit. You had some struggles. I know I had some struggles, but God used it all. Amen. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for all of those things. And so God was helping me be who I needed to be, which helps me do all the things that I need to do. Does, does that help everybody? Yeah. And so when we're talking about everyday life, because this is where the grind is. Yeah. Okay. Like, I know you guys think, Cynthia and I have been married 24 years, that we're just walking around the house like we're Mr. Rogers, you know, in the neighborhood. <laughs> and, uh, and like, you know, there is always this sweet talk going on. But Putting I on mean, those tennis shoes. y'all don't know, man. I mean, we're both strong personalities from South Louisiana and we're dominant. I mean, just in your face, like, let's go for it. And, and are y'all laughing at us or for us? I don't know. But. <laughs> But we've had to learn how to communicate. We've had to learn how to do life every day, raise kids, um, 
and, and deal with each other's strengths and each other's weaknesses and how to do all the things that God has called us to do. I mean, it, it's a character building. And I think that's the stuff that gives us credibility, by the way, is, is that you can, you can handle the everyday life stuff. And I can't tell you that I wake up in the morning, like tomorrow morning, I'm not going to wake up and say, who do I need to pastor today? Like, I don't do that. I wake up in the morning, uh, who do I need to be today? And I need to be a man of God every day. I got responsibilities that I got to take care of through my day. And I take care of my responsibilities. And as I'm taking care of my responsibilities, listen to what I'm saying. As I'm taking care of my responsibilities, as I am taking care of my responsibilities, I reach out to others so that I can help them know God and make him known. And by the way, the whole vision statement of our church, follow Jesus and live out God's plan for your life, it's basically a fancy way of saying know God and make him known. By the way, just throwing that in there. Great. And my own point, I feel like I'm, I'm saying a lot of stuff, but you're yeah, asking yeah. questions. It's almost like he's asking questions, I'm just saying what I want. Does it feel like that? <laughs> Does it feel like that to you? Hey, look, we're, we're, we're keeping it inside inside the pin of the conversation. Just tell me, man. Okay? If I'm getting off, just say, you're, dude, come back. You're good. You're good. This is we need we need this kind of clarity. But like you said, there's been so much confusion, um, and maybe even from from other pulpits that we've heard from about this kind of stuff. And so it's important that you elaborate on purpose and how calling fits in and how it's where the rubber meets the road. Like you said, it's taking care of responsibilities and reaching out to other people because people matter. Let, let me let me say it like this. This is how I understood it, because I wrestled with this stuff, y'all, like for real. I, I was that kid that grew up in church, and I heard all these teachings and all these words about calling and mission and purpose, and I wrestled with it, and it was frustrating. It made me angry because I saw other people frustrated with it and angry trying to figure it out and, and feeling like there were two classes of people who are, quote, unquote, called. There's the people that go into the ministry, and there's the people that go to work. Like, that's what it feels like. I need you guys to know that, yeah, I'm in the ministry, but I go to work. Like, every day, ministry is work. And guess what? You may say, I go to work. I'm not in the ministry. That's wrong. You're in the ministry. You just may not have the same position as me, but you are ministering every day. And so, yeah. for clarity's sake, I, I, I want to share this. Okay. There's purpose that God gives us. Know God and make him known. Then there's plan. There's a purpose, and there's the plan. The plan fulfills the purpose. In that plan, there's a lot of room. You might be a doctor. You might be a chef. You may be an attorney. You may be a contractor. You may be an office worker. You may be a barista. It doesn't matter. You may be an all-star Major League Baseball player. Watch this. If you can take that life, that plan that you're living out, and fulfill God's purpose with it, you're going to have fulfillment. Amen. But watch this. Awesome. Before we get all excited about this, there's also process. There's a process. Because the process is the everyday workings of it. Meaning, you can go into your job every day and do your job, but that doesn't mean that you're doing your purpose. You got to know that. Because God didn't just look, but God bless me with this job. God, I really need this. God, God, I'm praying. God, give me a job. God, and then God gives you a job. And you know you made a bunch of stuff up on your interview so you can get it. And now you're in over your head. And you're trying to figure out why God gave you the job. And was it always because of your finances and your position? 
No, because there was somebody there that didn't know him, and God knew that the only person that can win them was you, so he gave you the job, Come and on. you were unqualified. Come on. But he knew that you were more than qualified to reach the person, so hey. God said, I'm going to give you a little grace to make up for what you don't have in your education and your qualifications so I can help you do a job so you can keep it so that this person that we're going to reach doesn't think you're a loser and then run from me later on. <laughs> Does that make sense? Purpose, plan, process. And you say, what do I do right now? I'm just trying to figure it all out. That's the process. Yeah. And you never, ever escape the process. And T.D. Jakes says it the best. While in the process, stick to the plan. Come on. Come on. Stick to the, the plan. Bishop. And there's a lot of people aborting the plan because they don't like the process. And the process is a lot of obedience and sacrifice and submission. And it's going to work when you don't feel like it. And it's the same when you're in full-time ministry, by the way, guys. Listen, we got to demystify all this from looking like a utopia. It is work because it's people who are broken and are dealing with things. And it doesn't matter what you're in, whether it's full-time ministry or full-time career. It is work. Amen? But in my work, as I'm doing my daily responsibilities, I am remembering that I have a purpose. And so even though I may not feel like it, on Tuesday, because Monday, actually, we were off because of Labor Day. Even though I didn't feel like it on Tuesday, I'm reminded that today may be the day that I get to share with that person. So I better get there so that I take advantage of this opportunity because I might not get it again. Does Come that on. make sense to Come everybody? On. Yeah. Okay. So I want to shift gears a little bit and um, just give some attention to our younger folks in the audience what would you say to someone who has just graduated high school or is a, you know, in college or about to start college um, as far as the, them looking for their purpose? Or are purpose and fulfillment the same thing? If they're in that valley of decision where they're about to start making some really important decisions about the rest of their lives, how does this fit in? Well, I think definitely look for something that you can enjoy to do, but know that you're not going to always enjoy it. That's good. Like, you have to know that. Like, if you really believe, and, and honestly, I want to say this. If you're in this room today and you believe that there is a job out there that you can have, a career path that you can take, that every single day of your life, you're just going to be the happiest person and it is going to be stress-free and you're never, ever going to have a problem, what are you doing? And what are you using? And, like, because that is not reality. Even in doing the things that we love to do, there's still the possibility for frustrations. There's okay. still deadlines. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I want to say that first before we, we, we talk to young people because I think we have created a Disney dream that if you dream it, you can have it. Mm -hmm. And listen, I dreamed of a church, but I need you to know I still have to deal with some people. And some of you, you know who you are. Never mind. Let's not say that. <laughs> And watch this, and some of y'all, you dreamed of a church, but you got to deal with me. I mean, this goes <laughs> both ways. Uh, but you have to know that there are, there are, there's endless possibilities of what you can do. Just make sure that whatever you do, do it with purpose. Now, I would say this to a young person. Get planted in the church. Get plugged in in a church. And why do I say that? It's so that your perspective does not get completely skewed by money. Good. That's good. Okay? Because we, we do live in a world that is all about self. 
self-gratification. i got to get more from me. I don't want to miss my opportunity. Listen, there are opportunities out there you wouldn't even look for that God would give you. Yeah. I promise you. I've seen it in our life with Cynthia. I'm telling you, Cynthia's had jobs that she wasn't even nowhere near qualified for. But God blessed her with those jobs because God knew what she needed, what we needed to get to do all the purpose that he had for us to live for. And so God was just setting us up all along the way. And it doesn't look like what she went to school for. Because if, she, if it's all about school, she's a speech pathologist right now. That's what she went to school for, and now she works in insurance. And some of you are like, what in the world happened there? Insurance pays the bills pretty good, y'all. <laughs> but insurance also opened some doors for her to reach some people. Come on. Okay? And so I think it's key that we keep this in mind. And so as a young, per- as a young person trying to figure it out, listen, they start on this early. They're starting on this in middle school trying to help kids figure out uh, – career paths and all this stuff and i don't know how a 13 year old can do that and manage the (laughs) hormonal changes that are going on in their lives and then all the other things like that is crazy but yet you got 30 year old people that are still dealing with some of the same stuff yeah and and i I think it's just it's a struggle but i think by getting yourself rooted and planted in a good church and listening to some people that have been a part of your life for a period of time and not just somebody new that you met at your job or at this school or whatever that gives you a great idea. Some people that know your track record because everybody can spot potential, but do they know your patterns? In other words, do they know how you really, really act when you get those opportunities? Because we can squander a lot of things. But I would say get involved in church, to answer that clearly, and get some good mentors in your life to kind of help you coach uh, you along the way because there's a lot of great ideas. And let me just say this, education is marketed. I love education. You better get a lot, but it's also marketed. And so we have to really be intentional about helping people really, really discover what they need to be doing instead of just trying to approach it from different agendas and everything. I don't want to get into all that, but anyway. All right. Well, we're going to take it home here. Simply, how does church help me with my purpose? And you may have answered that in parts, but let's, let's wrap it up with how does church help me with my purpose. Let's say that purpose is a seed. Okay. For it to really grow, it needs to be planted. And I believe that our purpose that comes from God is planted best and grows best when it's planted in the church. And look, you probably think, well, you're just promoting the church. You're just taking your own. No, this is kingdom. This is God. I'm basing it off of the Bible. Okay. And I have seen more people that have planted their lives in the church become super successful that should not have become successful. Can we say it that way? Should not have because of their backgrounds, because of some of the patterns in their life, but because they, were, they became committed to a church and it began to change their perspective and how they live and they began to see this thing the way God sees it. It gave them hope and it gave them faith and it helped them to, to develop some disciplines. And it brought some order to their lives. Think about Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. This is, the, this is legit stuff. And I believe that when we truly, truly put our lives and plant ourselves into the church, that's where our purpose begins to come alive. Listen, I need you to know, every one of you who serve on our dream team, you're participating in purpose. Because what we're trying to do is make sure that people know God, 
and make him known. And you're doing it as you serve on the team. And so you say, is this it? Is it? Who knows what God can do? Because you may start out setting up, but you may one day go do something else that God has laid out, some plans that he has for you, but you will always be able to look back and say, there was a good place that I started from, and it was serving in a church. And I think serving is the key to unveiling purpose. I think serving is where the fulfillment is going to come from. So the word that comes to mind with that is commitment. Oh, definitely. And, and I believe that what we have what we have a problem doing many times is getting out of the consumer mindset with church because we we like to pick and choose what we want to be a part of like oh they're doing this series over here this month or they're you know they're doing this for my kids uh, this month and when we're not committed we can't be planted. Right. It's, well, it's like taking a, tr- uh, a fruit tree and planting it here today. Oh, I don't like it there. And then uprooting it and go bring it over here, planting it here. And, I, and it's just trying to plant our lives in a lot of different things. And thinking that it's going to produce all the things we hoped it would produce. And I, I think that's, that's the misconception. I also think that we have fear of missing out. And that, that keeps us from committing. And I think that we're missing out on purpose because we're fear, fearful of missing out on pleasure. Ooh, that's good. That's I know good. that's sharp, yeah. but I do think that's a trap. And I, I think being committed to God's house, there is such a blessing. And, and, and I, this morning when I was praying, this is something that came to mind. I would love to sit here today and, and say, man, I'm so good at what I do. And I know, though, the reason why I am able to do what I do is because of the people I followed. Like, this is, this is huge. I can't sit here and tell you I make things happen. Uh, there were people that went before me that were faithful to God and were committed to what God had for them in their lives, the plans that God had for them. And, and, and watch this. There's an anointing on people's lives. There's an anointing on a church. Like, I need you guys to hear this. There's an anointing on a church, and when you choose to begin to commit to that church and be faithful and serve in that church, that anointing that is on that church gets on your life. You say, what is the anointing? That is the supernatural power of God, the it factor, if you will, the X factor, whatever you want to call it. When you commit to it, you're connected to it. And you begin to see it at work in your lives. And I can tell you this today. I am who I am because of the great men of God that went before me that I just choose to come alongside. They became my mentors. They became my leaders. And they poured into my life. And because of that, I I sit here today as a beneficiary of the anointing that was on their lives today. And and I, I listen, I don't lord it over anybody. You hear us when we say this. It's an honor for us to serve as your pastors. It's an honor to serve as your yeah. pastors. We don't say, hey, yeah. I'm Wade, I'm in charge of this church. No, it's an honor to serve as your pastor because honestly, I'm in the middle. I'm representing you to God and representing God to you. Are, are, are you grabbing this? And there's some great people that went before me and I'm just living off the anointing that was in their life that's flowed down in my life. And I believe it's going to flow down into your life. And that's why I'm so committed to the church. I believe in it 100%. Listen, if I wasn't a pastor, I'd still be in church because this, church isn't where I go. It's who I am. Come on. yeah. It's who I am. Yeah. And because of that, purpose isn't a problem. Because of that, the plan can change a million times. I'm still going to do it. Why? Because I'm anointed. I'm anointed by God, and not just to come up here and pastor. Because I tell you this, you want to remodel a house, I can handle it. 
And I'm not bragging. I know it's just the gifts that God has given me. And all my gifts, I don't just use them for me. I use them for him. And all of it begins to line up. And I hope that as we're sharing this stuff, it's bringing some clarity so that you can get things in order. And when it comes to what you're supposed to do, can I say there's a lot of room when it comes to what you're supposed to do. Amen? Amen. There is a lot of room. Just because a person says, I feel like God's called me to ministry, does not mean that person needs to go run to, uh, to seminary, does not mean that that person needs to hurry up and try to find a ministry position at some kind of church. Because there's people who are in ministry positions that don't need to be there. They need to be working somewhere. They would be better working in a position with a company than they are in a position at a church. Why? Because there is no just one way to live out the God, God's plan for your life. Okay? And so when we share this, I hope that now you're seeing that when it comes to calling, I don't have to go undo everything in my life so I can just focus on this. It's as you do what you do, include God's purpose. But know that as you include God's purpose, there's going to be a process to it. And it's going to take some work. But there's a promise, and it's the Holy Spirit that helps Come you on. to do it all. Anyway, I'm Come preaching. On. Come I'm on, baby. I'm trying not to preach, Joey. But they're <laughs> bringing it out. You're we, making me preach. Good we, Lord. We can't hold you back. I just asked the right questions. We can't hold you Fire back. Fire up, man. Well, Pastor Wade, we, we've, I think we've learned a lot this morning. Like you said, you've brought a lot of clarity to these, these questions. Um, this big picture that... that and it's so broad, and it can be so intimidating. But when we when we break it down of it coming from God and, and and us being made for Him and for His purposes, that we draw that from God, and we do that with the help of the church in the context of our families, in the context of whatever job we have. And this thing it feels walkable. Like we can do this, and and it, it takes faith, like you said, it takes faith. I, there's so much more that we could talk about when it comes to plan the plans of God, the calling, whatever you want to call it, because we can throw in there the word assignment. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are different assignments that Hold on, I believe. My, my, my junior high and high school kids are getting worried. You're going to give them homework no, here, I, bro. Well, trust me. God, God will give you homework. Um, but there are assignments that I believe that God gives you at different times in your lives. Seriously. Yeah. And, and, and those those things can, can come and go as you encounter different people, even in different stages of your family. There are different assignments. And so I think there's a lot more to be said. But I think today was just, I, I think just walking away from here, knowing that ultimately my purpose is to know God and make him known. That gives you a lot of freedom to take all the different things and the places that you're a part of, things that you're a part of, and bring him right to it. Amen. Bring him to it. Bring him to your family. And listen, we were, we were talking about this in the office the other day about my family. Is my family my purpose? Yeah. Your family is part of your purpose. Yeah. But listen, if all you do is live your life for your family, you're, you're keeping your family from experiencing God's purpose. I, again, look, That's scary because don't mess with family. Family first. While you're over there surfing your phone, well, spending quality time wait, with your it goes back anyway. to the, It goes back to the garden. <laughs> Adam had an assignment, and God said, it's not good for you to be alone. And That's he right. brought a helpmate. And for a purpose. For a purpose, exactly. Right. Man, he was naming the animals. He was hippopotamus and, you know, tuna fish. And then he got tired and started calling them cats, <laughs> ants, and dogs. But the God, God, brought, God brought a helpmate in it. And he shows us how important family is to just to fulfilling that purpose. Um, man, you did such a great job today. Thank you so Am much. I I'm finished. You're finished, bro. Okay. Give it up for Pastor Wade. Thank you, Joey. Thank you. Uh, and we had such a good time um, up here this morning and just planning this stuff out and talking about it because, like, like, like I said, 
there can be confusion and intimidation with when it comes to purpose. And I want you to know this morning, church, that God has the best plans for you. He's got a great purpose for you. And, and you may be saying, you know, where, where's, where's the miraculous in this? And I want you to know, when you follow Jesus, when you make that choice, that is a miracle. That is a miracle. I don't want you to think, well, am I that bad? Am I that? Well, you know, the Bible has some things to say about that. We're, we're all messed up, okay? But when you follow God and the things he does through you, and like I said, we, we don't even realize it sometimes, but he does the miraculous through you, and that is the process. When we're walking in faith. And this morning, we talked... We, we talked about how Jesus gave the Great Commission. And, and the, he, he started out by telling the disciples, hey, come follow me. He asked them, come follow me. And then he sent them out. This morning, I want to give, we want to give you an opportunity to follow Jesus. We want to give you an opportunity to fulfill the miraculous, to have a miracle happen in your life this morning. So if we could all bow our heads just to get a moment of privacy. Bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you're in here this morning and you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, to accept God's purpose for your life, we want to give you that chance today. If you haven't decided to follow Jesus before, please raise your hand. We want to pray for you. If you've been away from God maybe for a time, maybe you used to follow him and you're not following him anymore, we want to give you that chance because God loves you. God has a plan for you, and he'll te he's taking you in with open arms. God wants you to be a part of his family. If that's you, just raise your hand. Awesome. Come on, anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? We want to pray with you this morning. We want to see miracles happen. Amen. Amen. Church, let's pray together. And, and if you raised your hand... We, I just, we just want to pray with you, repeat these words, and we're going to pray together with you because we do this together. It's like Pastor Wade said, we're not competing. We're in this together. And so we want to pray with you. Just repeat these words. Father God, thank you for making me, for loving me, and for making a way for me. Jesus, this morning, I decide to follow you. Thank you for dying for me. And rising from the grave so that my sins are wiped away forever and ever. God, I commit to live for you and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Give them a round of applause. We are so glad. Look, that's a miracle.